0: This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast.
1: And would you look at that?
2: Luca Garza is back. Ayo DeSumo, back. The walking STD, Kofi Cockburn, back. We're back! But we are sad because college football is not back we're the drive the lane podcast we're back we're calling it season two we are excited but we are sad we're part of the zedia network now shout out to letterman row they carried us here but now we are riding off on the zedia network andrew Zolden with me of course the lane and drive the lane joey
0: lane joey what are you thinking right now I'm thinking, man, that was a stretch of an opening. I didn't know where we were going with that. Um, But, but yeah, you know, my initial thoughts on a day like today is it's basketball season, baby. (laughs) You know, we we talked with Joshua Perry, who's our guy. That's so mean. I don't mean that. I really don't mean that. I I really don't. It's sarcastic. It's the truth. But it's sarcastic. I hope there's a basketball season. We don't don't even need to get into that. But, no, I mean, I'm – I'm pissed, obviously, but sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off because I couldn't, I couldn't let no, that hair. You're, you're not cutting me off. We're, we're all
2: pissed. It's disappointing. Joshua Perry sums it up well because we've inter- we interview him. He is now a full-blown analyst. He's not just former NFL player Joshua Perry. He is Big Ten Network analyst. I mean, this is the weirdest, most frustrating time ever. We're all mad. Something... I want to do though first before we talk before we get into our show let's talk a little bit about what's happened since drive the lanes last episode which was back on like May 20th with Dan Friel and Andrew Dockage Joey let's just list off some of the things sure I started off with
0: the list (laughs) because I don't have the list no I don't have a list I just assumed
2: we'd think of like funny things as we go yeah 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 uh, I mean, first one, I got to say, we hosted, bless you, we hosted the TBT podcast, which was called Inside TBT. We were on ESPN, and we are now famous.
0: Um, yes, that happened. Uh, I'll, I'll take it in a different direction. Bryson DeChambeau gained 50 pounds. He went from 190 to 240 since we had our last show pretty sure you played your uh your best round of golf since we had our last show i i have become a really good golfer since our last show that's also true i'm, I'm wearing to- a golf shirt right now if you guys you guys probably saw it in the interview came straight from the course of course you know oh the course of course <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm gonna uh i'm gonna toot my own horn here a little bit dropped a couple lbs myself since we last spoke took up uh some boxing so watch
0: out uh Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's scheduled for a fight since we last talked. I guess we can, go, we can go on the Zoldan train. You also, obviously, the world knows, but you started your own media network since we, um, since quarantine started, since our last show, and now Drive the Lane is a part of it. Whether I like it or not, it has to be, I guess. so.
2: <laughs> yeah, you are con- contractually obligated as a co-host and a friend to be on the ZDN network. Uh, let's yeah. plug it one more we're time. The ZDA network that's
0: media with a Z. <laughs> Zedia. And and Zolden's last name starts with a Z. So that's where they kind of they no combine it. the Zolden no media. No
2: correlation. Network. No correlation. Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: A, it's, you go from A to Z because they have everything in the Zolden Media Network. The Z Exactly. Network. So the real
2: reason we're here though, emergency podcast. Big Ten football's canceled pac twelve nope. footballs canceled. pac twelve footballs canceled. Maybe by the time you hear this, all of college football will be canceled. Fingers except-
0: crossed. Fingers except- crossed, or else wow, I'm just gonna be so pissed. If there's any football, but not Big Ten, bro. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm not. I'm not rooting for Arkansas. Like, do I have to pick up a team?
2: We definitely won't bet on the uh, SEC, ACC games, though. No way. No chance.
0: Yeah. The, another thing that's we stopped gambling because there was no sports (laughs)
2: but then we started up again
0: speak for yourself deandre and over 11 and a half rebounds tonight (laughs) cha-ching exactly i mean we we've had we've
2: had a wild ride but i think it's important to look back on some of the stuff that we took for granted we've done that before we didn't think we were gonna have to say this justin fields we took for
0: granted yeah i mean i don't I don't think I took him for granted. I just – it's more of you got to – you know that whole saying, I wish we knew we were in the good old days when the good old days were happening, you know? That's how I feel right now because we had the good old days. And we didn't know we were in the good old
2: days. (laughs) This is just a classic uh, drive the lane episode where we're just shooting the shit, guys being dudes, and then we got a we got a nice interview at the end. But this this feels fun to be back on the mics. I don't know how you're feeling, but no,
0: it feels great. It feels great to to be able to say shit, shit, shit because we're not on on ESPN or a a Disney Disney quote unquote podcast like we were with TBT, where they're like try not to swear. So now since we're on the Zia network, we can say, damn, shit, bitch. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, Actually, the Zia network does not allow any of that. So when you're listening to this, it's going to sound like beep, beep, beep,
0: beep. Like I'm backing up the truck. Wait, let me check with the owner. Oh, actually, it's allowed. (laughs) Um, Wait, but no, let's talk. Before we get to, obviously, we talk. Josh, he, Joshua, JP, goes in depth about his thoughts and what he's feeling and the whole state of the world. One thing that we didn't really talk about is, do you think that conferences will combine if there's a chance to do that? Is that a possibility, you think?
2: I don't know if conferences are going to combine right now, but could you see a school like UCF or Memphis being like, you know what, our our smaller schools don't have as much power. We should probably look to join a Power 5 school. Do you think maybe that's I, – I mean, if I, told you, if I told you
0: six months ago that statement, you would have thought I was absolutely insane. Well, if you would have told me six months ago that we weren't going to have a college football season, I would have been, number one, really sad, and number two, probably wouldn't believe you. But it, it all comes back to the fact that we couldn't – we, I did it, you did it, but a lot of other people couldn't stay in their house, keep their mouths shut, and cover them with a mask. But here we are. And those same people are the ones complaining that we don't have a college football season. Well, hey, Karen, look at yourself in the mirror and say, did I do all I could do to combat this virus? No, I didn't. So who can you be mad at besides yourself? I do agree
2: that the people who didn't wear masks are the ones complaining. But let me tell you, coming from a couple of mask wearers, I'm complaining too. All right. I am yeah. We are
0: not happy. I'm not rooting. The, the craziest thing is that people think that the media members are rooting for the season to be canceled. That shit's hilarious because obviously they're not, but they do post information to be like, there's no way this is happening. It's like, why are you saying this? Like, you like you have no – there's no agenda for you to say this, but it is. It's just their job. They report stuff, you know? I think people
2: are are – there's definitely people out there who enjoy saying – I was right, I told you so. But I don't think it stretches to the extent that they want to be able to say, I told you so, there's no college football.
0: Yeah, they don't want to see the world burn. They don't want to say, I told you the world was going to burn. (laughs) Especially college football writers and
2: analysts who now are not going to have jobs, including Joshua Perry.
0: Yeah, no, it is crazy that people are like, oh, you're saying I'm rooting against my income? Like, that's what I'm doing. Like, I don't want a college football season, which means with no college football season, I don't have a salary. That's what I'm rooting for. It's like, don't be so dumb, America. Gosh.
2: I will say this, too. It feels weird to even discuss college basketball. Like, I feel like there would be more. Like, if if the college football season was happening as planned and all those – Uh, Big 10 players were coming back. We'd be talking about that. No problem.
0: How about the fact that all those guys came back because they knew there wasn't going to be a season. So they could just be like, well, I tried, I tried. I'm I'm a legend now because I said I was coming back, you know, like like, IO, like IO was like, I'm coming back, but ain't no way there's going to be a season. So, So, so it's fine. I'll just be revered as this greater, like bigger, larger than life human being that he came back to try and win Illinois a, a Big Ten championship. But in the back of his Io Dusumu mind, he knew that the season was going to be canceled. So, so he had nothing to lose. Luka Garza, on the other hand, it's a little different because he's coming back. He's coming back. He's got all his teammates, Iowa. Then, uh, first of all, if, if let's say the basketball season's happening, you could take Illinois and Iowa, and I'll take the rest of the world, to win, the big t- to win the national championship and the Big Ten championship. That's first first and foremost. Those are both frauds already. <laughs> We're whoa, fraud. whoa. I was going to say the exact opposite. I was going to say that's two top ten teams. We're talking frauds all the way in August of a season that's not going to happen. We got all types of frauds, okay? Sorry. I that, Talk about a tangent. Oh, my gosh. But I don't, I, I don't actually mean it that, like, these guys were like, you know what, I'll come back because there's not going to be a season. But that would be pretty funny if, if I was like, you know what, here's my master plan. <laughs> I have I'm going to come I, back and not have to play and then still get to play in the NBA that year. I
2: got a little pun for you or a little riddle that you got to try and solve, okay? See what I'm saying here. The only way we have a college basketball season is if there's a condom to protect – the std need a bubble kofi cockburn needs to play in a bubble that's I, what i'm saying
0: i so i was talking to jack hoiberg obviously who's at michigan state shout out to jack for getting put on scholarship this past week um also shout out to reese who's at maryland who got put on scholarship all my all my buddies are getting put on scholarship Cool thing um all my but, friends are on scholarship well, push me to the edge yeah sure you know what that song's about
2: I don't want to know. When
0: he says push me to push you to the edge, all my friends are dead. Is it like you know why he says all his friends are dead? Why? It, he's talking about money. His friends is money, like the people on the on, on the bills. Are, you mm. know, like Andrew Jackson and like Abe Lincoln. Like you know, all my friends are dead. Very his interesting. You like that? Yeah. What a loser. doesn't even have any friends. (laughs) I was talking to Jack, and I was like, are they talking about a bubble? And he was like, you know, I did hear a rumor that there could be a bubble in Indianapolis. So that would be pretty freaking crazy. Maybe we could get some media credentials to be in the bubble for the Big Ten, for the Big Ten bubble. Who wins in a Big Ten bubble? That's the real question.
2: Well, the last – the second to last episode we made was our Big Ten tournament predictions, which if it went anything like our TBT predictions, me personally at least, yeah, I would have got
0: have I I I I them wrong. But I had the first round, I did pretty darn well in the first round, but then it was like, I mean, every team it was upside after upside after, which is great, but um let's let's close this opening set segment and talk a little bit more about football and our feelings before we get into josh perry joshua perry jp um andrew your closing remarks in terms of the state of college football ohio state the big 10 whatever you want to say
2: the spring game was canceled for ohio state so it will now go for over a year that the lasting memory for ohio state football for over a year will be the fumble that was never there, the fumble that never was, and the Justin Fields interception. It is not fair. It is not fair to Justin Fields. This is my statement. And you can slap this on a quote, put it on a sticker, put that sticker on your laptop, open that laptop in a library and be made fun of for having stickers on your laptop. (laughs) Justin Fields, Justin Fields' career, put this on a sticker, (laughs) Justin Fields' career does not deserve to end on an interception. And that's what that's what is going to stick with me is that his career, it's like someone wrote a book and there was three chapters left and they weren't written and they're going to release that book and we're going to read it and we're going to flip through the rest of the pages we're going to say, where's the chapter where Justin Fields win the Heisman, Justin Fields win the national championship and Justin Fields is the number one pick because – he beat Trevor Lawrence in the Heisman race and he beat Trevor Lawrence in the national championship.
0: That's a yeah. long statement. Yeah, no. I, I, so mine is similar, but different. I just feel so unbelievably bad for, for the athletes. I mean, we could talk about the other schools. Yeah, obviously I feel bad for them, but guys at the Ohio state guys who nobody works harder than guys at Ohio state. And then specifically the guys who were, working so incredibly hard to come back from injury, guys like Jonathan Cooper, guys like Justin Hilliard, guys who came back another year, got another year of eligibility, right? I mean, Jonathan Cooper, he did not play in the college football playoff so that he could keep his eligibility to play this last year, play a fifth year. And then to get that taken away from them is just so, I mean, my heart just goes out to those dudes. I mean, yeah, you feel bad for Justin Fields who, um, you know, is probably going to the NFL, right? But he's going to make a bajillion dollars and have a huge career. But is Jonathan Cooper and Justin Hilliard, like, they could play in the NFL? Yeah, but it's not the same. They, they're guys who were not going to leave early. They're the heart and soul of the team. They, they made the choice to come back, right? Guys like Sean Wade, who made the choice to come back. Even he's not in the same category. But it's mostly the guys who won't get a senior season or work their ass off to get healthy and to rehab and to come back from injuries just to have that season taken away. I don't care if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. That has to hurt so bad. But if it's your last year, it's just a different kind of pain. I mean, think about – I had so much empathy in March Madness being canceled because those seniors, you know, like you kind of said, there's, there's an unwritten chapter now, right? They don't know how their season would have ended. If you're a Dayton guy, you don't know if you would have won the national championship. If you're a Ohio State guy, you don't know if you would have – made a huge run right there playing great basketball. So just that the, you know, the idea of the story didn't end like that, like it, it's, it doesn't end this way. That's not fair. So it's just, it stinks. I mean, you could be mad at the commissioner. You can be mad at Gene Smith. I mean, I, I love Gene Smith and I'll back him for the rest of eternity. Right. But I mean, you could be mad at the president. You could be mad at your parents. You could be mad at your relatives, whatever it might be, but it just, at some point, you got to take a step back, right, take a deep breath, and just think about how brutal it is for the people that are directly impacted. We're not directly impacted, right, in the grand scheme of things. We're not. But a lot of these other guys, they're losing a piece of their life and a piece of their story, so just brutal. But on that I, note, we're going to have a great well, Here comes a great
2: interview. <laughs> well, hold on. I have two, two follow-ups to that. Number one is – well, I'll say that second because it's a question for you. My first thing is – I feel worse for the basketball players because of when it happened. at least at least the seniors for this year now are going to be more well equipped to get ready for the NFL and I know that's not a lot of them, but at least this at least it was before the season started and not like right before the big Ten championship or right before the playoff because that would have just been absolutely catastrophic, which is really what happened with. The conference tournaments of March Madness. Yeah, and then my second question to you, or first question, second point, is Drew Chrisman an NFL starting long snapper right now? If he leaves punter. after last punter. season, punter, punter. Sorry, we interviewed Liam. That is going to be a starter. Is he? Is he a starting punter right now? If he leaves last year, I know there was like jokes that he was going to leave, but he could he
0: could have left good question we'll never know but but now (laughs) i I don't know a guy like him like does he stay another year probably not but there are guys who are gonna be like shit like i'm fringe guy but like if i have more eligibility to use i love ohio state and i don't want my season to end that could be fun like who knows what justin fields is like shit i don't care about the money i need there's no way right there's no way but uh, there might be one guy like that like luca garza (laughs)
2: i didn't even think about seniors getting that year back i just because we were thinking justin fields i was just thinking guys who can declare are gone and guys that are seniors are gone but you do make a good point now you potentially have some some i don't know what they're gonna do with the rosters and we talked about that with, with jp but now you're gonna see some some sophomores that maybe Instead of a red shirt year, they're practicing harder. They're lifting harder. They're doing all that. So, I think next year's going to be interesting. But unfortunately,
0: there won't be a next year unless unless people start wearing masks. So, well, yes, but also we're a long way from a next year. It's this year.
2: Well, we're going to get to our interview with Joshua Perry. I think it's one of the more not one of the more serious interviews we've done, but we like we. That was a uh, like radio host bringing on an analyst Did I break interview. some news? Yeah, break some news.
0: Breaking. The Big 12 will continue moving forward with the attempt on playing fall football, first reported by Yahoo Sports. A league source has confirmed. Give me the minutes. Give me the minutes of that tweet, Mr. Breaking News. Uh, 8.06 p.m. It's 10.30. That's not breaking news. It's breaking news. Why didn't you say it?
2: Because it was an hour before we even got on, bro. I got some breaking news. All right. Breaking news. Damian Lord scored 61 tonight. Oh,
0: he's a bad man. A bad man. Okay, hold on. We're, people came to listen to Joshua Perry go on rants and stuff, and now we've taken that away from them by talking for so gosh darn long. But well, we're back. Okay. We're back. Who's bad? Hopefully hopefully you guys fast-forwarded through all this BS, because who cares about what we have to say about this?
2: Yeah, let's get to the expert, Joshua Perry. All right, joining us now on Drive the Lane. Welcome back, Joshua Perry, Big Ten analyst for Big Ten Network. Not the best circumstances to have you on, but we are happy to have you here
1: nonetheless. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad to be back again. Uh, not, I guess not glad about these circumstances, but I love hanging out with you two. Well, we appreciate that.
0: Obviously, this is some sort of an emergency podcast, right? Because me and Andrew have been off the scene for a bit. We were doing stuff with TBT, and then sports kind of just disappeared, right? So um, there was no place for us to really have a voice, but now all of a sudden there is. Um, yeah. in, case, in case those who are listening don't know, the the Big Ten chose to
1: postpone their season today. JP, your initial thoughts on that? It's wild. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, and, and, you know, the talk kind of intensified over the weekend. So you had that amount of time to process it. But I don't think that it, it just – I didn't think it would materialize the way that it did. Um, and the reality of the situation is, you know, we've got all kind of different information. And I think people are very, very divided on the coronavirus and and our response and and how we should continue to progress through it. Um, My personal opinion is we can all be frustrated and we can be angry, and that's a natural response because college football is an institution in America. Um, But we've had months on top of months on top of months to figure out how the hell we were going to get to this point and we still fumbled it. And uh, you had two of the, the major conferences, Power Five conferences, go ahead and pull the plug. Um, you've got three of them that are kind of holding out and, and, and waiting to make a decision. I've got kind of thoughts on how that's all going to play out. But the reality of the situation, I'm disappointed. A lot of fans are disappointed. But there are a lot of young men who worked their ass off for basically the entirety of their life. They were kicked off of campus earlier this year. They were brought back in May. They continued to grind and work and do all the things they needed to do. They socially distanced. They wore masks. They took tests you know, two, three times a week to make sure that they were healthy just to get to this point where they were in training camp and the rug was pulled from underneath them. So I couldn't imagine what they're feeling right now. I know my level of frustration and anger and they're probably 10 times higher than what I am right now. Yeah, I mean, we have just a thousand questions for you, but kind of the first
2: thing that's on my mind, I see season postponed. How much do you think that is true versus the season really being canceled?
1: It's canceled, 100% canceled. Uh, And the reality of the situation, too, is when they talk about playing in the spring, the language that they're even using right now is so non-committal. you know, as if we can get a season in the spring and, uh, you know, we're we're hopeful that we'll get a season. We're hopeful that we'll have rapid tests and different protocols and all that kind of stuff. And uh, for me, hope is not a uh, it's not a game plan. Hope is not a plan. Hope is something that you have when you go to ask a girl out and you know that she's way out of your league. When you are in charge of running college football, when you are in charge of of returning America to normalcy, you don't hope, you plan. And so that's where I'm kind of skeptical on the spring reality situation with the spring, too. I've, I've said reality situation like four or five times, but this is super real right now. <laughs> This situation for the spring is dicey, too, because you have roster management issues. You have logistics in terms of playing two seasons in one calendar year. And the fact of the matter is, I don't think that a spring season actually matters because nobody's walking around with the spring 2021 National Championship shirt on. Everybody's going to be worried about what happens next fall. And so I'm I'm just having a lot of trouble getting there. Postponed really means canceled. And reality for me, I'll see you in the fall.
0: what I I can't wrap my mind around is the thought of a spring season as an athlete from the athlete's perspective is number one, how do you expect them to play a full season and then turn around and prepare for the next season? Okay. They're not, I mean, that's not fair. Number two, how are they going to have 170 guys on the roster? That's, That's what I don't, that's what that's, from my perspective, that's the first thing that I think about when I hear spring season.
1: And, and you have to, you have to do some funny math. Like, there's going to have to be a rule where anybody who uh, would have exhausted their eligibility can come back and you can also have incoming freshmen. And then, uh, you know, instead of, say, on a typical year, 20 guys leave the roster, you would have 40 guys exit this, this next season and then you just don't replenish those scholarships for all 40. You just give them you know, to where they can get back to their 85 limit, which is going to be crazy mathematics. But then you have guys who also enroll early every single year. And like half of Ohio state's classes have been doing that in the last handful of years. So when you get these freshmen on campus that should have still been high school seniors, are you allowing them to participate in practice? Are these guys eligible to play in their first season while not exhausting one of their four or one of their five years of eligibility? Like, These are all legitimate questions we have to answer, too. I just think there are too many obstacles, plus the fact of the matter of, do we actually get to a place where the coronavirus is better, or are we still asking ourselves the same questions in the spring? I can't answer that for you right now. Nobody can answer that. I don't have a crystal ball. So I I just think there are so many obstacles, and it's it's optimistic to think that we'll get there. I just don't think it's realistic. Another thing
2: that seems really like it's in muddy water and kind of just sucks for these guys who did it. Schools like Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, that that have a lot of juniors, now seniors, that really are going to regret not declaring for the NFL when they could have. There's a bunch of Buckeyes that would have gone second, third, fourth round this year, and they came back hoping they can be first rounders. I mean, obviously there's nothing you could do about that now, but how do you think those kids are feeling right now?
1: It's tough. It's absolutely tough. I mean, I'm thinking about Sean Wade specifically. He was a guy who people had as a second round draft pick might have been able to sneak into the first. I mean, we saw Damon Arnett go in the first round, number twenty overall. And if you would ask people, some of them probably would have thought that Sean Wade was uh, a little bit of a better defensive back. So, I mean, the reality of the situation for him is you come back and you expect that you're going to be able to play and elevate your draft stock, and now you're probably in the same position to where you could have just left. Um, and I think a big push for this we want to play movement out of some of the big names in college football and big name programs specifically is that these athletes felt like they were in contention for a national championship. You know, you're not seeing um, Purdue hashtagging, we want to play the same way you're seeing Ohio state because Purdue's not going to win a conference championship. They're not going to win a national championship. That's why you saw Rondale Moore leave Purdue. That's why you saw Rashad Bateman, who left Minnesota. Micah Parsons, one of the best linebackers that came through the Big Ten a long time, left Penn State, and they, you felt like they might have had a chance to challenge Ohio State, but they truly weren't a national contender. Um, and so for these guys who felt like Justin Fields, you can win a Heisman Trophy, Ohio State, you can be back in the playoff, potentially playing for a national championship this year. To have that all taken away has got to be a tough pill to swallow. Joey I know you got a question but before you go I while we're talking about players
2: coming and going recruiting wise if if the Big Ten doesn't play and the SEC plays do you think there's people out there that are going to say they have football on their mind they're they're going to make sure I'm on the field
1: it's it, it might be over with uh and it's it's a very drastic reaction I think Ohio State um can protect itself a little bit just because of the track record like you know, even though they're not playing this year, all these things remain the same. It's a great degree, but guys go to the league. They compete for titles year in, year out. And so you can at least, if you're Ryan Day, you can try to salvage what's going on by saying, um, you know, whatever you think about canceling football this year, our track record speaks for itself in every other year. Um, and, and that'll help. But the reality is for Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Georgia, Florida, all those teams they're going to come into those kids' living rooms and say Big Ten doesn't care about football the way that we do. You know, they're not investing in football the way that we are. And and when you're 17 years old and you're hearing that, um, you're probably going to be swayed by some of that conversation, although I think it's a little bit unfair and a mischaracterization. But uh, if we get to a point where you have some conferences playing and the Big Ten sitting on the sidelines, I think it, it really, really crushes them in terms of their ability to bring talent in.
0: It's funny that you say that and phrase it that way because I was under the impression that that's just an overreaction, like a super—I think super it is—super hot take. But if yeah. you're saying it, you know, I I, be, I believe you. But I just I don't I don't know if you're being recruited. You're thinking you're think if you're 17 years old, like you said, you're thinking I don't want to go to Ohio State. I don't care how many players they've sent to the
1: league. Alabama cares more about football. That's what you're thinking. Yeah no and I I'm I'm with you. I think it's an overreaction but for the 17-year-old uh, you can't see through it sometimes. Yeah. You know they their brains aren't developed the same way as a grown adult. And we have grown adults who are making this overreaction right now. And, and I think that's part of the problem is nobody's really taking the time. I'm not going to say nobody but a lot of college football fans haven't taken the time to sit back and press pause and really digest what's going on here. And um it, this is going like you know way off off script but like there are a lot of miserable people hate their job they can't stand their wife they don't like the house that they live in they can't stand their car um their dog pees on the carpet and their one thing that they get out of life is 12 Saturdays a year where they get to watch their favorite team compete and then you take that away from them and it's doomsday and if you open up social media it's like this is the worst thing that ever happened not 160,000 people have died during this pandemic here in America, it's the fact that they can't watch their team play football this fall. And so, yes, everything right now to me is an overreaction, and we're playing the worst-case scenarios right now. And I think in a month, the other Power Five conferences will be pulling the plug. I believe that a lot of what's going on right now out of Power Five commissioners is performance. When you listen to Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, he says, uh, we're going to do everything that we can to to exhaust all of our resources in trying to play football. And then in the same statement he says, "I don't know if we'll be able to play." So if he felt like there was going to be a season, he would have said, "I think we can play football. It's going to happen." But he's saying we're going to exhaust all of our resources. But I'm not sure if we can play, which means that it's probably on the more they're not playing side than that they are playing side. So to me. What that means is all the exhausting resources, it's a performance. We saw all the conversation. Oh, Ohio State, Ryan Day, we're going to try to find anybody that we can schedule if they don't play. Uh, Brian Hartline's quote-tweeting quote Taraja Mitchell talking about, let's go to the SEC. That was all performance. That was never a realistic situation. None of that was ever real. And, and they probably knew that going in. I'm not trying to disparage any of these people, but I, I just feel like there's so much, and it, by the in terms of smoke screens and in performance and trying to seem like we're doing as much as possible. And I think the writing is truly on the wall. It has been because we've been in this same damn pandemic for months and months and months since they canceled the NCAA tournament, not a lot has changed. And so uh, for me, people are going to say, Oh, the sec, they care about football because they're, they're waiting it out. And they're literally just waiting it out, but they're going to do the same thing. And they probably don't right now.
0: So let me ask you this. Do you think that, and I think I know the answer. Do you think that the the commissioners, the conferences, wherever, however you want to phrase it, do you think they're doing this because it's a safety issue or to cover their asses? Ooh.
1: Um, I, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And I, I will say that they, they care about the well-being of the athletes in terms of, they want to make sure that the guys come through, nothing catastrophic happens, and they can leave. So from that regard, it is safety. But, again, if it was really safety, I feel like you could have pulled the plug months ago. Right. Not months ago, but you could have pulled the plug and, and you would have had a legitimate reason. I feel like if it was really about safety, college campuses wouldn't be filling with students. Mm-hmm. And, and not to get into all the whatever about it, but yeah. that, it just it seems a little bit dangerous Uh, considering where we are in the stage of the pandemic right now. um, And when players started organizing and they started calling for transparency and, and third party independent reviews and liability insurance for any illnesses related to COVID and those types of things, I think it scared the piss out of university presidents. I think it scared the piss out of conference commissioners. And that power that the student athletes brought to that situation, even the ones who were with the We Want to Play movement, they still had it itemized out there that they wanted um, universal standards, they wanted to be covered in terms of some of the liability, and they wanted to have an official organization. Power brokers ain't like that. And so I feel like that was where the writing was really on the wall. So what confuses me so
2: much, and we touched on this briefly before we even started talking what was up with that schedule announcement people getting fired up that we were three and a half weeks away from Ohio State scoring 100 on Illinois what is the point it's not like it was it's not like it was four weeks before they canceled it was literally like a week and a half ago a week ago
1: what's up with that six days ago Uh, uh, and Kevin Warren, the conference commissioner, who a lot of people are really frustrated with right now. I actually have a ton of respect for him. I think he's, he's really, really good. And he's just, he's caught in a situation where we'll probably look back and be a little bit kinder to him. But this, I mean, I wouldn't want to have his job right now, but that's why they pay him a lot of money. Um, but he said that the the medical information that came through regarding some of the heart conditions that players have have gotten after being diagnosed with COVID. And I think they said uh, there was a report that came out that 10 players had this specific heart condition. Um, I think that was enough to really shake them to their core. Um, but none of outside of that, none of the medical information really changed. What changed was the tone of the student athletes, where um, the first group, the Big Ten United group that came out uh, was, was really pointed in some of their demands, and I think that scared them. And then even, like I said, the, 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 the players who wanted to play had some demands that I don't think the power brokers really liked. Um, but I also, I also picked up on the tone of the schedule release, which I feel like uh, was lost on a lot of Big Ten fans. Kevin Warren, the day the schedule was released, basically said – if we play college football, this is what the schedule looks like. And they built in six weeks of flexibility. And he said, you know, we can kick, we can kick it back to here. Um, but this is, this is all dependent on us actually getting to the starting point. And then even when Gene Smith was asked about the schedule, his tone was, um, if we can do this, then this is what it's going to look like. And 10 days before the schedule was released, Gene Smith was on Columbus Radio, and he was talking about how he was still apprehensive about taking that next step toward a full contact, full padded training camp. This was 10 days before they were supposed to start training camp, he was still apprehensive. So I think there was more caution than optimism uh, surrounding the Big Ten schedule and and returning to play. But that was lost on a ton of Big Ten fans because all they were seeing was – oh, training camp is getting ready to start. And, oh, this is what the schedule is going to look like. And they took into consideration none of the language around it and, and none of the tone.
0: I don't even want to ask this question. It's a little it's a little bit of a different question. Um, but have we seen the last of Justin Fields at Ohio State?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, I, I just can't see a guy playing in the spring. I, I wouldn't advise. If I were um, an advisor for for anybody college football who was draft eligible and was a a, a high – uh, a predicted high draft pick I would advise them to bounce you can't play in the spring and turn around and play an NFL season in the fall um, and it's it's a shame for Ohio State fans you saw Justin Fields for one year and for one year he was magnificent he was amazing and you were waiting to see him level up again this year and it's just not going to happen yeah, I think
2: a lot of Ohio State fan, a lot of Ohio State fans have had an up and down last couple of weeks. All of a sudden, there were going to be 20,000 fans in the stadium or 20%. Then all of a sudden, the season was opening in four weeks. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the Michigan game was going to be a random week in October, not the last – now there's no more Justin Fields. Yeah. Now people are like – like I saw a tweet today that said – the Big Ten's reign is over. Ryan Day will be in the NFL by 2021. Yeah. Ohio State's had their last recruit. <laughs> so More reactions. Yeah, my question to you is what's the dumbest thing you've seen on social media today as a reaction to all this?
1: Uh, it's, it's basically all in line with that. I've, and, and, and it's like even to the point where like I saw a like, couple people hashtagging about firing Gene Smith. This is, he was one of the best athletic directors in all of college football, so you're just stupid if you think that any of this. And they're like, oh, well, he's not even trying to play a fall season. Like I said. Nobody's going to be playing, buddy. The writing's on the wall. It was never feasible for them to go and try to play in any other conference. And none of these conferences are going to be playing anyway. Um, And then I I guess the other thing, too, like this, all these conversations are are lacking nuance. And that's what's really pissing me off about it. Like, I don't think anybody, I saw one tweet today and it was great because it said, you can be mad that college football is not going to play and you can want it to be played. Like me, I get paid during college football season. That's why I want it but I should also be able to admit that I'm not a doctor. I don't know, and the doctors don't even know because this is so new to everybody, but we've lost that nuance. We've lost the nuance of it's not Gene Smith's fault and it's not Kevin Warren, the conference commissioner's fault, like he's the guy making all the statements, but you've got 14 presidents or chancellors of these institutions. Some of them have medical backgrounds and these people are the ones having the conversations and making the votes. So lost in all of this conversation is, what do some of these people who run these universities, some of them who have actively worked in the medical field and voted against the season, why aren't we getting quotes from them so we can understand what's going on? And so like, yeah, there's been a lot of stupidity, but I I think overall, and and this is like anything else, COVID is is apparently a a liberal conservative uh, talking point nowadays, but when we get to that point, nuance doesn't exist anymore and we just get stupid dumb hot takes
0: it it all comes back to to the same thing we started with when if you wanted a football season so bad you should have just stayed in your house and put a mask on and we would have and we would have had no problems but oh. instead it's those same people that are the ones complaining that we're not going to have a season it's like well you screwed it up not the commissioner yeah. so look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what you're going to do on Saturdays now and-
1: And that's the deal too. It's like, I I can, I'm sitting here frustrated because I stayed in my house when I needed to. When I went out, I wore my mask. I stayed away from people. I didn't shake hands. And I'm sitting here like, damn, I did all of that because I was trying to get to a certain place in society where we could at least try to have a normal fall. And everybody else is sitting back, oh, you know, these people are soft and they caved into the hysteria, the, the hysteria and the panic and the fear porn and all this, that and the third. And it's like, Okay, let me let me take a step back here. Let me take a deep breath. I'm I'm going to defer not to the guy on Twitter who's making graphs on Excel. I'm going to defer to the doctors who are saying put a damn mask on. Um, And and that's where it's like, we are really tripping. Um, And I just I hope that by time 2021 rolls around, that we're not dealing with the same stupidity.
0: I just remember this is the last thing I'll say about this. My dad said the greatest thing about this whole thing right at the beginning. He said, would you rather say, man, how silly were we – how silly were we to be so concerned and so scared and did everything we could so that it ended fast? How Like, wouldn't you rather look back and say that yes. versus the opposite of, man, I wish we took it more seriously? In well, one In one scenario, there's a football season, and in one scenario – it's what we're living in right now. So
1: the, the craziest part about what you're saying, I because I agree 100%. Like I would rather sit back and say, oh man, we did too much and we overreacted. There are people who literally think in a place where we just canceled college football in the Big Ten, they literally think that we overreacted. I just like, I want people to just consume that really quick. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to stop their life and you can't live whatever, but like, Stay away from people. Wash your hands. If you don't need to go out, don't go out and wear a mask. Like, it's, it's pretty simple. And, and, and I mean, the experts are telling you, you wear a mask, and this thing is gone in four months. I just couldn't imagine being so stupid and saying, well, now I've got freedom, and I don't want to wear it. Like, okay. Yeah, I can't breathe. I can barely talk. Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: JP, I'm going to uh, compliment you and then challenge you here, okay. all right? Me. So first is the compliment. You know, we had you on about a year ago, and we kind of just talked a little bit about your career at Ohio State, asked you a couple things about the Big Ten. In the last year, man, you have just absolutely killed it, taking your career the next step. You are now – we're bringing you on because you're the best guy to come on to talk about this, not because you're a former Ohio State player, because you actually get it and you're smart and you're the point guy on this for Big Ten, which is what it seems like. So hats off to you for that. Appreciate it. But my challenge to you (laughs) –
1: Okay. Find me a silver lining in this. So here's the silver lining. And this is this is definitely a challenge to come up with. But I think that in and, and I'm I'm saying this from a scope of my personal life here lately because this is not the the first put in air quotes tragedy um that I've experienced recently. There have been a number of things that just haven't lined up or or like for example. My uh, fiance's like best friend uh, just got an ATV accident. And she's not doing very well. So we're we're dealing with that loss and that tragedy. And then, you know, we had some plans for our personal life that we're gonna have to put on hold, just because you know I'm, I'm gonna be out of a job essentially this fall. And so, um, in these times where things don't go the way that we want them to, and where we had expectations now that have fallen short, it is it is incumbent upon us to be reflective and to really challenge ourselves and ask, why are we here and what can we do next time? And so like for the grief thing that that Madison and I are going through with the friend, there's, there's not a lot that we can do to control that situation, but what we can do is to try to be a light to other people who are grieving as well. And so that is my challenge and, and I'm trying to be a light for her because she's taking it really hard. So that's number one, that's what I can do differently is I can be positive because she's struggling. But when we look at this football thing, what did we do to get here? How are we going to make sure we don't get here again? And then what are on the Saturdays that we would have spent all day watching ESPN coverage, watching Big Ten coverage, whatever the case is? What can we do in that time to really enhance our personal lives? Can we spend more time with family? Can we, can we read more? Can we develop a skill or a hobby or whatever the case is? And so, um, you know, we, we have to we have to be intelligent about this. I think number one is football fans. We all have a hand in this. Like I've been saying the whole damn show. Put a mask on, please. Just just do it. Like we're in a pandemic. But the other thing is, um, once you realize that this isn't the end of the world, it's an opportunity to take, you know, the 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 six hours you would have spent on a Saturday, mind-numbingly consuming football, and you you invest that time into your community, into your family, into your personal life, into your uh, your job to build skill, whatever the case is. And then hopefully on the back end of this, we're sitting back in the spring, um, maybe enjoying a little bit of spring football, but also better, more well-rounded people because of it. That's
0: that's beautiful. Beautifully said. Better than better than me saying, you know, at the end of the day, you're still an Ohio State fan, so you got that going for you. you know. Yeah, that's no, cool. I was going to say. You know, yeah. can't, now, can't really say that right now. <laughs> no. That's what, But that's what we always say, like when we – it's obviously in a different light, but when we lost to Clemson, you know, my message was Andrew asked me the same question. He was like, I like, how can you spin this positively? I was like, well, at least you're an Ohio state fan that gets to root for a team that won the big 10 championship is in the playoff instead of being an Indiana fan. Right. So
1: no, I mean, reality of the situation too, if you want to, if you want to spin it like that, like we're going to be bad. Like people are, are really overreacting. Like I said before, I think it is ridiculous. Some of the takes I'm seeing, Ohio State is going to be back. You know, this is, this is one season. There's one individual season out of our lives, too. I think that's the other thing we have to press pause on is, you know, I'm, I'm 26 years old. I've watched a ton of football. And, and into the future, I'm sure I'm going to consume a ton more. Um, so you, you, you have one year, and it, it seems so drastic um, in the moment, but it's one year.
0: It's not even a year, right? It's, it's six
1: months. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Let's get out of this thing.
0: Andrew, we're being positive here, man. Good vibes only. It it probably is more than a year if you think about it that way, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. JP, before we let you go, because this has been phenomenal, got to let you know. So we are now on a new network called the Zedia network, which I actually started. I own. So if you're looking for a show, we would love to add you to the ZD Network. You're gonna have some time if there's no football. If you yeah. want to
1: make the most of it, we'll we'll give you a show. Um, let's let's actually talk about that because I'm I'm definitely gonna be looking for time and uh, this is this is your boy's time to pivot. You know, I, I need to have something to do and a way to channel myself and I want to stay sharp. So let's let's make some shit happen. Let's go. Yeah, we'll we'll schedule a call for the listeners. You might be listening
2: to the beginning of uh, the beginning of something special, but we'll definitely talk. JP, Definitely. thanks for coming on. You are killing it with all this. Let's hope that this news cycle gets stretched out as much as it can so you're on BTN every day.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Get a little more FaceTime out there, and then I'll, I'll adjust to what life becomes in the fall.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate you, man. This was this obviously not the best timing, but it's always a blast talking to you.
1: No, it's great, fellas. Appreciate you both. Absolutely. Thank you.
2: We hope you guys enjoyed that interview. And we know you did because it's one of the best we've ever had. Definitely top 30. Um, we're looking for sponsors right now. Fresh start on the Zedia network. If you want to get involved, shoot us an email, ZDNetwork at gmail.com or the show's email, drive the lane 23 for uh, LeBron, not
0: Jordan, at gmail.com. Joey, closing remarks for the show you better put some respect on Damian Lillard's name. That's number one. Did you see what did you see the after the, after he said after everyone they the game, he said, you put some respect on my fucking name. <laughs> I love that. But anyway, bleep, sorry. Um, yeah, closing remarks. Um, I'm excited to be back talking to you. I mean, obviously, we've been talking this whole time, but it's fun to do a show. Um, it's fun that we're both in our own – actual places now you know like Mm -hmm. not in our parents basements well Um, well you are right now but i'm there right now but that's because can't live in isolation forever um but no i i i think it really stinks that we won't have football this year in the grand scheme of things is it the end of the world no it just it'll be it'll be what's the word i'll go with i'll go with funny It'll be really funny to look back in 10 years from now and be like, remember that year we did that football? Like how dumb was that? Like we were just a bunch of idiots for a yeah. year. You know? So Josh,
2: Joshua Perry doesn't think that this will happen with Ohio State. But if we look back and this is actually somehow a turning point for Ohio State football in a negative way, that will be something crazy to look back on too. I don't think that's going to happen. We don't think that's going to happen. But – if the money comes calling, if the offer's too strong, Fields leaves, Day gets i a, a, – no. I'm just saying, Day gets the keys to an NFL team, you know, like a, a Chip Kelly ownership type thing, which worked out so well with Chip Kelly. But it, if that happens, we'll look back and, and we'll know that we made a podcast on the day that it all happened. Hard Knocks
0: was on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's some breaking news.
2: I usually love Hard Knocks. Not into it this year. I'll watch that.
0: Yeah, well. You can't it's bet on it. The Nothing's the same. Can we gamble on hard knocks? Yeah, I just said that. You can't bet on it. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even hey, for Hey, so, Andrew, uh, what do you like? Have you looked at the board for tomorrow? What do you like? <laughs> I think I'm stopping until
2: Thursday. Tomorrow's too many teams that are eliminated. Too many, you know, ooh, are the Bucks going to play Giannis? Or the Blue? So, tomorrow, I'm I'm off the board tomorrow. I'll be back Thursday. Well. I guess I'm off the board tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow cuz you're listening tomorrow which is Wednesday which is tomorrow for us but today for you.
0: That's a good point. Should I be off tomorrow too then? You should be off tomorrow, but you should be
2: on. You got to check out the the unofficial Bangles podcast and the Browns Huddle podcast for all you Browns and Bangles fans out there. Some good content and the Bangles podcast actually had Billy Price on it this week. You know, you know we're big time when we're when we're pushing away Ohio State football players
0: yeah no exactly and then also be on the lookout for another show coming soon to the ZDN network with a special guy that you may or may not have heard from recently it's pretty darn cool he's way cooler than me that's for sure so and also when we have it was fun uh, being the face of the ZDN network while it lasted but it seems to be over now
2: um (laughs) last thing I'll say When we inevitably have a gambling show, which will not just be Joey and I, but when we inevitably have a gambling show on the ZDN network, Joey will make frequent appearances to tell you how to get rich quick. All you need to do is follow this pyramid scheme. Go to com.
0: Give Joey 50
2: bucks. He'll bet it for you and turn it into 100.
0: Yeah, exact. Yeah, exactly. The more people who give me fifty dollars, the better chance I have to win. Also, so try and get your friends involved. Um, my Venmo is at Joey Lane, um, no spaces, no. So if you want to send, I can get, I can start now. You could also, you. Here's what I'll do. I'll give you ten percent of the winnings. <laughs> All right, so Josh Schaffner, thanks for listening.
2: Uh, <laughs> we, know, we know you're still sticking around right now because we shouted you out enough that we know you are sticking around. You asked what we think about Fields, he's gone.
0: Uh, <laughs> buckle up, Josh. If, you get, Josh, if you, you get a drive the lane tattoo, I'll I'll memo you fifty dollars, <laughs> and Andrew will do, and, and Andrew will memo you a hundred
2: from the company card. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride, guys, but if you're going to drive, drive the lane.
0: And it's basketball season, so we're a basketball show anyway.
2: Finish it the way we always finish it, Joe.
0: Go, Bucks.